0: kevin de Cristofano.
1: i'm sean flanagan
0: and we are the ninja turtle nerds your weekly podcast reviewing the teenage mutant ninja turtles comics one issue at a time how you doing today sean
1: i am good how are you
0: i'm doing great especially since we actually managed to get a guest again we're on a great run with guests people are I, saying I yes like, left and right
1: i feel like the subject matter is making it easier
0: Yeah. Then our last podcast. Um, So today we have a guest from the All Five podcast and the Kelvin and Hobbs cast. Nathan, how you doing?
2: Hi, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here talking about the Ninja Turtles, a property that I enjoyed as a child and then recently became obsessed with again in the past month or two. Oh, all right. So you're in the
1: same boat as me because Kevin like slowly get me back into it and now i'm buying the trades left and right
2: here's what happened i was at walmart minding my own business and i saw the box set of the four well-articulated figures from the original comic line that was like black and white and then the red masks have you seen those oh yeah and and it was like 40 bucks and i just bought it and then i was like i'm not gonna open this though because what if i don't like the comics i should read the comics so then i got the comics <laughs> uh on hoopla from my from my library and i started reading them and i'm like oh i do like this time to open up those figures and play with them and then i just <laughs> and then i bought like the autobiography and then i like and then i bought a that was signed by kevin eastman so then i bought a signed doodle from peter laird and it's just gotten mm-hmm. out of hand but i rewatched the cartoon
0: I bought. I think they're the same figures, uh, packaged differently. I bought them individually packaged when they first came out, and um, that one of my uh, coworkers at the time thought I was crazy because they. It looks like you're buying the same figure four times. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got to have those. They're so it- cool. And
2: then GameStop was selling a four pack of the original. Four figures reproduced, mm-hmm. and so I bought that too because I was like, "Those are the ones I did for my kid." But then, or when I was a kid, and then I put them together, and I was like, "Oh, those new figures are way better than these. <laughs> 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 they can't even stand next to each other." Well, see, shame I, on I'm, those other ones.
1: I almost bought those too, so I'm, I'm glad that you took the hit and grabbed those. So, I I, mean, I like them just... because
2: they're. But they, I know them. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw them. I'm like, huh? No, I need to eat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. So today on the show, we're going to be talking about Volume 1, the Mirage Volume 1, Issue Number 7, which was later retitled, All is Revealed. Like we've been saying for a while, all these original books got retitled when they were reprinted as a, a collection together, which All is Revealed, it's I guess a reference to the fact that we get a little bit more of the Turtles' origin in I this feel like
1: all the issue. retitles were just like the first thing someone said, and they're like, yep. Fine, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this came out in May of 1986, so it was another four-month gap from the last issue. So they're so going they're pretty steadily quarterly.
1: This would have been um, uh, their first year then, right?
0: Yep. All right. This
1: is the no, issue two, where we learned the secret
0: of the ooze. Because they came out in 84. So this is two oh, yeah, years this now. Is two years down the line. And this issue is 37 pages. We said we were going to start saying the page count now because it's got a little bit of a variation in it from book to book. Mm. Much um, like
1: the cover, it is chock full.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's go over the cover. It's a very crowded cover. It, it reminds me of like a phone booth challenge from like a college or something. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you I know, when you cram I'd... everyone into a phone booth for like a world record. <laughs> I was having
1: trouble figuring out if they were fighting everybody or everyone around them was fighting, or it's very busy.
0: I wonder if they noted that too, because I don't know if you saw the second printing cover, but it's much cleaner. the The cover for the second printing, it's it's another wraparound cover. The front half is basically just a close up of an Utrum, uh, like their their little brain face inside the robot body. And then the wraparound is the Triceraton kind of falling on Fugitoid with Raphael like stabbing him. It's way cleaner.
1: I'll have to look it up. But yeah, this is. It's a great cover, but it took me a while to like discern who was who and what was going on.
0: So this issue picks up exactly where the last one left off, pretty much. Uh, We got the. The newscast talking, and then the turtles are beaming in. If you remember at the end of the last issue, they started blipping out of the Triceraton uh, Republic, whatever that was called. And now we see that they are being blipped back to Earth. And uh, we see that nice little shot of them. Like, like in the color version, it's great. It's got the orange. Oh, yeah, like,
1: yeah.
0: It, it just looks magnificent. Um, <laughs> And, so, uh, yeah, so... The,
1: Am I crazy? Are the Uhtrams just getting creepier each time they show up?
0: <laughs> like, now I they got, like,
1: Terminator-like exoskeletons, and I don't know, they just look more terrifying every time they show up to me.
0: I kind of noted the Terminator resemblance the first time, but it, if I, if you think it's more noticeable this I time around, like than maybe. I feel like it's more
1: pronounced now. I don't know.
0: Hmm. I, one thing I noticed is there's, it looks like there's an inconsistency with the, um, that gun the Triceraton has. So we should also say some Triceratons got blipped back with them. Yep. I think we said that at the end of last episode. But if for some reason this is the first episode of our podcast you're listening to, oh boy. <laughs> um, well, go back and get the story. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So a Triceraton is blipped in with them and, Notice in one of the panels, it's, I'm trying to find what page it's on. It's on, it's like four or five pages in when at the top of the page is the Triceraton with his little tri-gun thing. The barrel is like right at his fingertips in the top panel, but Mm -hmm. when you go down lower, it's not like that. It's got like almost like a, a clip. Even though it's a laser beam, I don't know much about guns. We've established this on the show already, but but um, it looks like like a laser clip goes there, so it's kind of weird that, that it's got like, like uh, that close together. An inconsistency. A clip full that of like lasers.
1: S- <laughs> I think like that was a Star Wars thing, wasn't it? Like the guns used to take like a charge or something. I don't know. Um, you
0: have to charge them. All. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the Star Wars guns do. I know the Stormtrooper rifles do have something sticking out of the side, like like yeah. that might be the clip. I don't know. Laser clips. So, maybe it's the battery. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Maybe it's the so, rumble pack. So the rumble <laughs> like pack. the Nintendo 64. It's what you they push into know-
2: their thigh for the, for the action figures, but I don't think that's canon in real life. Oh, about.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's canon if they can make money.
2: <laughs> just have a hole in their thigh so they can put their gun in there
0: <laughs> this i feel like this issue and the next issue are a good example of why these books have such a high page count because for like oh yeah you could sum up the first 10 pages in like two sentences but there's a lot of action going on it's it's literally like what i said at the top of the podcast so the turtles teleported in the utrams notice the triceratons and they start fighting each other inside the lab and that goes on for like 10 pages and there's
1: some nice little details like i like when the triceratons start talking they're having trouble breathing mm-hmm. because they're not used to earth's atmosphere and yeah. i don't know that the utrons utrams are growing on me in this version because i love how caught up in the science they get of how the turtles just the calculations were just right and they showed up and like, they just get so into that. They forget everything else going on around them.
0: Yeah. You can really see how the 2012 cartoon turned them into those like robotic, like single-minded, you know, the, the, the way they are in that cartoon is it's, it's like, it it feels like in the comic, they're almost there already. You know what I mean? Like they're almost talking like robots already.
1: It, it reminded me of Reed Richards a little bit when he like, meets somebody else who is like the least bit interested in something he's talking about. <laughs> where he'll just be like, yeah. oh, you, you like science? And they just go on and on. They're like, dude, Dr. Doom's... A- All right, fine.
0: <laughs> so something I found in my research that I never knew about the turtles before is... And we should start keeping track of this on this podcast. So start a, start a, a tally mark. Um, apparently they like to use the name Chet a lot. Um, the, the news, the news reporter is interviewing somebody named Chet. And like a a trivia fact I saw for this issue is that apparently that name shows up a lot in Ninja Turtle comics. So we're going to have to start a a Chet watch. Hmm. Chet counter. Yeah. Um, but as far as I know, this is the first Chet. This is the alpha Chet.
1: There's a really cool panel, too, during the fight where it's just the Utram with the laser. It's at the bottom of the page, and it's like he's popping out of the panel because there's just a white background on the right side.
0: Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and his eyeball is kind of, his robot eye is it, hanging it, out of his skull. And it's
1: almost like he's, like, directing you to turn the page.
0: <laughs> if you don't <laughs> turn this page, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> Yeah, I could totally see that. There's a lot of full pages in this uh, issue too. There's at least two, maybe three full page, uh, full page sections. Like, there's a full page of the battle, yep. Where there's a lot going on. I love that Raphael is like grabbing one of the Triceratons by the horn.
1: <laughs> it seems like something he'd do. So yeah,
0: I'm reading the black
2: and white classics version, and that pages is, is really hard to focus on. It's real
0: hard to tell what's what oh my god i can imagine
1: yeah i got the and color classics version but uh, even in that i've had trouble discerning what was going on
0: so moving the story along we see that the utrams can kind of use non-lethal force on the triceratons they knock them all out with laser beams they set to stun is basically what i'm saying <laughs> And as soon as the, the action subsides and they, they talk to the turtles and they're all cool with them, they're like, oh, you're not attacking us. We're not attacking you. OK. Master Splinter walks in the room and they have their reunion, which I don't feel like. And, and Sean, tell me if I'm crazy here. I had completely forgotten. I don't know what it is because it's not that the book hasn't been bringing it up, but it it just didn't feel like they'd been separated long for me even though i reminded myself oh yeah they they've been separated since issue 2
1: so it yeah it doesn't seem like a long amount of time until splinter says that it's been a month yeah so initially yeah it's like it feels like it's only been a couple of days
0: and you know what i'm just now noticing they're lifting him up his feet are are floating off the ground i oh, never noticed that before
2: yeah <laughs> I, I love their I'm mouths the page. In, in the little boxes above. They have like South yeah, Park, yeah. Spirit of Christmas mouths. Yep.
0: <laughs> I like that they're battle damaged, too, because they just went through that fight with the Triceratons. They've got cuts and scrapes all over them. Oh, totally. I,
1: I like that Splinter waited, too. He wanted to see how things were going to pan out before <laughs> he uh, came hobbling in.
0: I'm not a fan of the way they draw him in this issue, though, and uh-huh. I'm aware that, yes, these are... Uh, this is art by Kevin and Peter, so it's as official as you get. But he looks too dog-like to me, and not yeah, rat enough. I can mm. see that. <laughs> he like I feel like there's some designs that got nailed later on in the turtle history, and and Splinter is definitely one of them. Um, you know what? For reference, I'm gonna quickly check over and see if that's how they drew him in the first issue, because I don't think that is how he was drawn back then. He's got a little wolf like- face.
1: Yeah, because, you know, since we brought the action figures up, I feel like the original action figure didn't really look like a rat either.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel like for a while they have this problem with him looking like a dog, and, and a lot of different artists draw him different. Oh, okay, so I'm looking at the first issue right now, and he looks way more like a rat in that. He has way more detail to him, and we've already discussed how the first issue has more detail in general because yeah, I think yeah, they worked yeah. on it longer. But, but yeah, he does not look like this, this dog dog. They were they were trying something else here. (laughs) This is not the look we had before.
2: But the facial expressions have gotten better,
0: I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. In fact, we said what was it issue it was issue three or four is like completely focused on facial expressions. That's like they were I feel like they used each issue as as a opportunity to increase one skill or another.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because the first one, they have the thing where their nose kind of goes between their mouth, and you see their mouths on each side happening a lot. Yep. And on those action figures, it looks like that, except it's all black with their teeth picking, poking out, just like how it looks on all these, except it looks like he has like gingivitis or something. The guy I'm looking at.
1: <laughs> the true enemy of the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you... So up until this point in the story, April shows up and... I don't know. This is one of the points where it bothers me. She's not a reporter. Cause yeah,
0: and it's funny too because like they had no idea that that's what the cartoon was going to turn her into. But it fe- it feels almost like that's what should be happening right now because she's doing all the interacting with the reporters and the cops and stuff. And yeah, the cart that was a hundred percent the cartoon's creation, which hasn't I don't happened know,
1: it just, yet. Just makes more sense, but. uh I think it's funny how fast all the military people caved to questions in this issue. (laughs) Like, they just kind of like, no, I can't tell you. All right, fine. Here's what's going on.
2: I'm going to tell some lady what's going on.
0: Somewhere around the time of this issue was when the toy line was getting pitched, though. That was, I don't know, they don't ever say what month, because I tried. Lord, did I try for this episode to try to find like a month where that got started, and I couldn't, but I know it was 1986, and we're almost halfway into 86, so they are either pitching the toy line right now, or they're starting, or they're about to pitch the toy line right now. And
1: that was before they decided they wanted to have a cartoon with it, right?
0: It was simultaneous, kind of like G.I. Joe and and Transformers. Like, they, they went to Playmates and said, can you make toys out of this? And they said, well, the, the comic book isn't popular enough, so if we're going to sell the toys, we're going to need a cartoon as well, Okay. basically.
2: Have you guys talked about already the toys that made us episode of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles We toys? brought
1: it up a couple times. I, I thought that whole third season of that show was a severe dip in quality, so I didn't really feel like it gave you much new information or really delved into it like other things have
0: it's so goofy there's a great documentary called uh turtle power yeah that tell that tells the story a lot better i i think and i mean obviously because it takes two hours instead of 22 minutes but um but it tells like the whole history of the turtles right up until the 2012 cartoon i think
2: Mm. well the cart i guess that show was still worth it just to Reunite, <laughs> Eastman oh, yeah. and Lair. That oh, yeah. was pretty, pretty uh, cool. Yeah,
1: I, I like that.
2: Yeah, the humor in it is awful, and the sound effects and the transitions.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but a little bit. There's little nuggets of good things.
0: The next thing that happens, story-wise, is we get the turtles' origin story told again with deleted scenes. Basically, yep. <laughs> it's it's their origin from the Utram's point of view. That's that's the good way to say it. So it starts off with them crash landing on the planet, uh, I think it was 20 years ago, yep. 19 years ago, something like that. And we get answers to what we were asking in our, I think it was our fourth episode. I know you weren't here for that, Sean, but uh, Scott and I were talking about how did they get this building and how did they, how did, how did you know, the Utrams manage this? And I gotta say, the answers aren't that great. Minimum wage, wage work. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, somehow, somehow doing minimum wage work, they yeah. were able to buy a three-story office building in downtown New York. It, it doesn't sound so. Really...
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I came to that same conclusion. They showed the panel, and I immediately was just like, "How many stores do you need to clean?" <laughs> at
0: Because for those of you, for. Sorry, but for those of you who are listening to the podcast and not reading along, what happens is the Utram's alien ship crashes and they're, you know, they're like, okay, we're away from our planet. We got no way to communicate. We're gonna have to, you know, basically get jobs and assimil- assimilate ourselves until we can build a, a way to communicate with our, our home planet. So they it literally shows them like sweeping up like a hardware store with a with a broom yep. for the, the job that they got. And this it's... lets
2: us know something important, right? Which is that their brains inside of the stomach of these oh, yeah. robots, right? But yep. they can see through the eyes clearly because otherwise they wouldn't be able to see wearing that apron. They would just be yeah, bump, bumping into everything. <laughs> before I always <laughs> thought they were just like kind of like that was just a big robot body and their eyes and whatever were just in the stomach. But uh, they also got wigs, so...
0: <laughs> I don't know if we brought this up on the show before, and it's kind of, I think, common knowledge at this point, but in the second movie, um, Secret of the Ooze, the scientist they talked to oh,
1: yeah. in the
0: original draft of the script was originally going to be revealed as one of these Utrums, and they thought that would be confusing, so they, they didn't film it that way, but uh, they thought kids would think it was Krang and be like, why is Krang helping them? um but mm. yeah it's it's just uh it's interesting that in that scenario they would have been looking out of the robot eyes too because it was supposed to be like a reveal
1: right
2: I, so i th- have to admit i don't read a ton of comics but there is so much text in this issue There's compared to the bit. early ones where they kind of don't talk a lot <laughs> like yeah. this is a lot oh, of yeah. story happening on each yeah the,
0: that's that's kind of what i meant by them talking like like robots it's it's it, it's it's most of the time that a page is full of text, it's because an utram is talking. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all them. It's all their fault. They're a long-winded race. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta
2: turn on the wrap-it-up music whenever they start telling a story about 1980s yeah. New York, or 1970s New York, I guess.
0: So continuing on from last issue, we, we said that the reporters and the police are still outside this building, just like last issue, and they want to force their way in, which we also brought up last episode, it's like r- would this really be this motivated? I mean, all they really saw was a f- bright light come out of the roof. Like and They're ready to declare war.
1: I, I think they're really <laughs> focusing on the metal panels that came down.
0: Yeah, but I mean, th- they're just locking private property is all they're doing.
1: Yeah, it it's probably the, the hot 80s. new
0: nightclub they think. <laughs> <laughs> so the military, they, they burst in and as we set up before in the podcast, they have these stun lasers that are non-lethal. So they take down pretty much everyone that's, that's coming in. But, you know, there's so many people coming in and it's one of those situations where it's like, it's like, you know, the, the classic hacker at the computer and in, in the, in the, in the, in the, the loading bar is moving. And it's like, I need more time. It's, it's one of those where they're trying to teleport the Utrams out of there and get the turtles out of there so they're not discovered as well. Uh, while this building is being uh, explored by these military folk. <laughs> and uh, it goes on, obviously gets like right to the last second. And that's basically story-wise where, the, w- where it ends is just at the last second, they're teleported out. And then it cuts to April's apartment where she's watching the events on the news. She hears something in her bathroom, walks over to the bathroom, and the turtles were teleported into her bathroom The end. So that ends our three-issue arc here. They're reunited with Splinter and April.
2: How did they get the coordinates for that bathroom?
1: They don't explain it. (laughs) I mean, that would have been another what, fifteen pages of dialogue?
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe they did. They just edited it out and they're like, blah blah, and then they then they just move on to the next one.
1: So this issue has not important. Another like part of my love of sound effects. Um, when they're shooting the rocket launchers, it does this shoom. And I thought it was cool because <laughs> that's the sound it makes. So <laughs> I geeked out about that a little bit because, you know, I have nothing better to do with my time. <laughs> and then, He's
2: wearing Cyclops goggles as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, he is.
2: I'm sure that's intentional since they're such big comic fans.
1: And then the, the
0: Yeah, there's a lot of overlap between X-Men and and Ninja Turtles and I'm surprised people don't bring that up more often. They always want to talk about Daredevil. Mm-hmm. They never want to talk about X-Men. It's like they are mutants It's in the name, <laughs> you know. <And laughs> they are teenage mutants, nonetheless.
2: Oh, and you guys brought up in the the first episode of this podcast, which is the only one that's out when we're recording this, but the like Fantastic Four type dynamic as well.
0: Yep. Oh yeah, yep. I would love to see a team up with the Fantastic Four. That would be They cool. keep teaming up with Batman. So much bickering. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where our 37 pages kind of take us. Um, so I, I let just want to ask I... you
1: guys, since as I was going through it, do you feel like Fugitoid just got lost in this issue? <laughs> that's what I was going to yeah. ask,
0: yeah. Yeah, he definitely got lost in the shuffle.
1: I don't know, he's just kind of... Oh, Honeycutt's still here. Yeah, I'm, I'm helping the guys. And I'm like, huh, they made such a big thing out of him. and
0: I don't feel like he's ever gotten to fully shine, to tell you the truth. I mean, they do a great job with him in the 2012 cartoon, which I keep bringing up this episode for some reason. I think
1: IDW's uh, current run does more interesting stuff with yeah. him.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about that. You're 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 right but there. But I don't know, for, for um, being
1: so integral to what was going on up until this point, I just feel like they didn't really know what to do with him.
0: Yeah, he basically just becomes another Utram and he's just helping them pound away at the keyboard. Which mm-hmm. is too bad because the- he's
1: one of the more interesting characters.
2: What color is the thing around his eyes in the color one?
0: So it's all silver except the circles that make his eyes are yellow. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Because in in the black and white one, he looks kind of like a ninja turtle because he's got the, the thing around his eyes. Oh, like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like not a, not exactly the same. It's not like a mask, but it looks really similar. It gives him a lot of more expressive.
0: That's eyes. probably why they didn't uh, color it differently because he would have really looked like a ninja turtle. <laughs> no, that's true.
1: <laughs> I, I think there's overall, so many other uh, colors though. It's a very strong issue and. A pretty solid end to an arc.
0: Yeah, I think this shows that they, at this point, have uh, established that okay, this this is going to be an ongoing book, in in the true sense of the word, in that it's literally an ongoing story. Even though almost immediately that kind of goes away, I think we're only like three or f- two or three issues away from it being mostly one shots going I forward. Think at this point, too,
1: uh, is they've kind of from issue one to this point gone all over the place. So now you're kind of okay with wherever they're going to go with the characters. Like it's not going to be, Oh, they're time traveling or this or that. Like it's already been kind of like wacky. So you're like, all right. Yeah.
2: But, but I love how with April O'Neil, she goes down there and it's like, I'm going to go in there. And then they're like, you can't go in here. And then she just talks to them and they give her information. And then she's like, okay. And then she just goes home. She's laying on the couch. By the time the episode's over, or the issue, that's
0: how you get thirty-seven pages. (laughs) She's
2: just like like literally just watching TV. I was like, I thought she'd still be hanging around because she
1: was really suspicious. No, she she was okay with that answer and just you know. That sounds great. Where's the cab?
0: (laughs) Yeah, her biggest shining moment so far, I feel like, has been her her driving in the third issue, the the high speed chase. Because uh, that's that's they they really will will keep track of that too. They really don't have much to do for her. So the other times around, Is she
1: collecting unemployment now that Baxter's company's gone under. Or?
0: <laughs> that's a good question. She's got the second time around store.
1: Yeah, but is oh, anyone yeah. really nothing bad happened anything that. there?
0: Unclear at this point. Unclear. I don't know, I just It was nice. Cuz in this version in this version her father her father's dead. Remember yeah, they yeah. said they said that which IDW did a different twist on. We'll
1: get there when they did in the 100 turtles. years, but we'll get
0: yeah. there.
2: He was Shredder. <laughs> I liked the, yeah. getting the callback to the uh during the flashback to the Mousers because in that issue when I read the comic I was like, "Oh, the Mousers are scary." And I remember <laughs> that the episode of the tv show and i was like i never thought they were actually that scary like you never see them really mm-hmm. destroy anything or like kill anything so it's just like like they, they show it like going after a mouse and they're like oh i guess that it ate that mouse but you know you don't feel like it's actually gonna be able to rip apart splinter but in the comic you definitely do like it definitely cartoon, feels like it was about to they kill
0: made him. them
1: smaller though aren't they mm. pretty big yeah in the comic
0: Oh, yeah, oh, they yeah. they're, they look like they're... I think he even says out loud that they're three feet tall. Yeah, so
1: that, that adds a fear factor comic. there, too.
0: Right. I could be wrong about that. So, listeners, let me know if, we're, if oh, I'm wrong. Oh, they but will. But I think, I think uh, yeah, I think he says out loud that they're three feet tall, even though I don't think they look it. But it's hard to tell because the turtles are also short, and it doesn't look like they're three feet tall on the turtles. The turtles are only supposed to be, like, five feet tall. So, I don't know. I wonder like I wonder if we're ever going to see you know those robots from the cartoon that were on the wheel Oh yeah yeah they had like one wheel and they and they're in the Turtles in Time video game they're in all the video games they're too not I in think the, the arcade comic, and, and the third one Not yet we'll see huh. <laughs> Um but yeah they they always had that lasso that came yeah, out and yeah, electrocuted that's you how
1: they get the uh, the boar and the rhino from the zoo
0: Yep exactly If you want to see any of the visual things that we talked about this episode, I always try to post as much as I can on our Instagram and our Twitter, which is at TMNTNerds, TMNTNerds, so you can see the visual things. Our Patreon is the Ninja Turtle Nerds, and if you want to email us something for some reason, we're TMNTNerds at gmail.com, so we got all that. Uh, Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you, Nathan?
2: Uh, You can find me... I do a podcast about The Office called The Off-5. It's like The Office, but with a V. If you put in The Off-5, it'll probably tell you you meant The Office, and so you'll have to correct it. But, you know, <laughs> it's on there. And I do another podcast. If you like hearing somebody talk about a visual medium, I got the Calvin and Hobbes cast for you where I talk about each strip of a Calvin and Hobbes, at least the first 20 or 30.
0: That's cool. Since you are The Off-5 podcast, you should have Michael's computer assistant on as a guest.
2: Oh, yeah uh he's pretty funny yeah i guess we'll probably have him on (laughs) that's that's actually a really good idea (laughs) or at least for a uh, promo or something
0: so that's uh anyone else have anything to say about issue number seven before we move on to next week i loved it (laughs) 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 so yeah thank you guys very much for listening and we'll see you for issue number eight where we're kind of into our first one shot since the show started with issue number one that was a one shot so we'll see you then
2: goodbye
1: i like how april's van that's parked is in a glitch in the matrix (laughs) Because both cars in front and back of her, it's the same car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even in the the color
1: classics.
2: What color is the thing around his eyes in the color one? I've only read the black and white for the first seven.
0: <laughs> I'm scrolling, and so far I've only seen the back of his head. <laughs> Come on, where is he facing? 31.
1: He's never had eyes. Oh.